thank you next i'm megan and i talk about true crime stories that happen while dating and i'm rachel i talk about true crime stories that happen while married hi guys welcome back hello hey sorry not not you hey yeah not me hey that was a dog hey that was a dog hey (laughs) just to be specific so, so should we just, <laughs> should we just break the news to our listeners that this yes. might be, well, don't get scared. Last. Yeah. You no, like, feel like you said it up, like it's over. That's <laughs> it. We're breaking up. It's done. Bye. <laughs> no, 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 um, we would never we just, we both have a lot going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, we feel as though we just need a mini break to focus yeah. on life really fast so that we can give you guys the best uh, episodes that we can because we could really half-ass it and give you guys shit episodes, but maybe you already think our episodes are shit. But if you don't, great. Then thank you. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, we really want to like be if we ever put out episodes we want them to be good episodes so absolutely yeah we both have a lot going on at the end of august and september so if mm-hmm. you're hearing this it's already september and you're like what the fuck uh you said you had stuff in <laughs> september well we're recording this at the middle of august so yep. it's a little ahead but we wanted to make sure you guys had something and it wouldn't be like a long hiatus, but mm-hmm. our goal is to only do weeks, a few weeks, but if it goes longer, we will of course let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. But yeah, sometimes we just need a little, need a little mental health break. We got to catch up. Yeah. We have new things happening. Yeah. We're trying. I mean, and plus, girl as soon as it gets into like the end of september into october it's just spooky season i'm all about it what am i i i have to be back on my feet in order to decorate my house i already put my pumpkins out oh i feel like i'm already late to the party like i got velvet pumpkins i put those puppies out oh they're so So glamorous so nice so fancy Yeah, I just need to be back on my feet. I'm having surgery, hopefully soon. So, or we'll have had it by the time you guys hear this. Yeah, exactly. Fingers crossed. So, yeah, Megan's got new ventures. She's starting. I am. And it's going to be a lot of work. And so we just wanted to make sure that, you know, I could focus on that and not multitask. Like I We don't want to burn the candles at both ends because then we just yeah because then we get tired and that yeah well, we're trying to do this for fun and yeah you know there's like five of you that like actually really love us that <laughs> hi, is mom. not true <laughs> yes hi, hi mom's mom <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> yeah I just yeah we I yeah I wanted to do the correct thing especially uh mental health wise I feel like I've really like been pushing myself lately and yeah I I'm kind of you know uh, you're getting a little burnt out just on your day-to-day like yeah exactly and having breakdowns (laughs) cry (laughs) it's not about the podcast yeah (laughs) it's not about the podcast it's just other stresses in life but Mm -hmm. you know so 
to take a small break would be really helpful to both of us. We really mm-hmm. hope you guys understand and come back when we do have episodes. Um, and we kind of toyed with the idea of what if we started doing seasons of the show instead mm-hmm. of every week, kind of like making sure we curate it to, we could do like themes for a season or we could try and get more people from TikTok on the show and do a season mm-hmm. of something like that. Um, all of these are just ideas that like, I've personally been thinking about but yeah let us know what you guys think that way it's kind of the best of both worlds I personally I do get it sad when somebody does a season and then it's just like they leave for a while but Mm -hmm. when you really love a podcast I feel like when it comes back I'm just so excited that it's you're excited for it Yeah. yeah so let us know what you think about that and yeah Good chat, guys. Good chat. Yeah, thanks for really listening, guys. It's always <laughs> nice when you guys listen. It's all you do here, but you know, we're, thanks we're for big listening. Fans. We're big, big fans, fans of you listening mm-hmm. to us each week. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, I get the whole feeling with like the se- the season things would be cool, and like mm-hmm. having a theme or like planning something or like yeah, if if we did like, I don't know three weeks on and then take a week off or like chop it up a little bit just to give us a break at the same time because I mean it's a lot of work yeah it's a lot of research and um, takes some time definitely we appreciate like being able to like sit and chit chat and like Mm -hmm. visit but Yeah. yeah we'll probably start remapping the way that we do things but I think that's good it's like it makes it fresh and yeah us motivated to you know try something new that's yeah always, that's always beneficial I feel yeah like I mean we're going those... on two and a half years now this podcast yeah crazy that's so nuts I know <laughs> that's so nuts. I know so that's so cool yeah so I mean we've done formatting different changes throughout this podcast mm-hmm. so I think we're due for a new one so yeah exactly yeah but next week you will all, not hear things, our lovely guys. yeah exactly but just a heads up yeah you won't hear our lovely beautiful enchanting voices for a few oh. weeks <laughs> <laughs> me stumbling through words <laughs> and just you know just yeah, our charm it's our charm yes it's our yeah charm. <laughs> it's the charm of it all mm-hmm. but yeah Hmm. yeah guys well the only a little topic i have is i watched a movie recently called stoker it's on Mm. hbo max and it's a psychological thriller it's really cool um ridley scott is actually a producer you know the guy who does like all the aliens movies oh um so he did this he did this movie or he helped work on it but the uh oh, you're frozen. Is it me or is it you? Oh no. I hear something now. Are you frozen? Oh still? yeah. No. Okay, you're I was just about to text you. We're both all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're frozen. You're frozen. Yes. Okay. You you were frozen too. You were like listening so intently, and then I was like, yeah. Did my headphones go out? <laughs> like, oh, Megan's not God. moving. Jeez, oh. Louisa. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, we're back. We're back. It's good. We're back. Um, okay, so yeah, Stoker, it just, it was beautifully done. And also the way that it was shot makes you feel like, like you're, you're like you're looking at something that you're not supposed to almost like you're what's prying like in the, on something wait so what's the premises of or premise of this so um it's the the mom is nicole kidman and the daughter i can't pronounce her last name she was in the out the tim burton alice in wonderland movies uh mia 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 i think i don't know um dermot okay, mulrooney is in it like so good but Nicole Kidman is the mom Mia is the daughter and um there's been a tragic accident in the family and um Nicole Kidman Kidman's husband passed away and so while they're having the funeral and people are coming and visiting the home to pay their respects all of a sudden this guy Uncle Charlie shows up and they're like okay, we knew that you were like traveling the world. Like we haven't seen you. And it's almost as if like, is uncle Charlie really like the dad's brother? Like you get this sense about him that like something just really isn't right with him. Like he helps make these like really beautiful dinners, but like he never eats. Hmm. So it's just like, it's, it's, there are certain things about it that make it very off-putting that have you questioning like, okay, what is going on? And like Mia's character, her name's India. She's like very shy, very reserved boys try to bully her but like she stands on her own like doesn't give a shit that she's like kind of like the odd one the weird one at school Mm -hmm. um but as you learn about the family dynamic you get a sense that like there's something off with uncle charlie and like there's other family that come and visit who want to try to like talk to the mom talk to nicole kidman like on the side but like nicole kidman for some reason even though she should be grieving over the loss of her husband is becoming very infatuated with the brother and -hmm. like the daughter India is trying to figure him out. And my jaw dropped probably two or three times during the movie Mm -hmm. where I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like it takes a turn and then you're like, okay, this is weird. And then it shows you another piece to the puzzle and you're like, holy shit. This is why everyone thought that like uncle Charlie wasn't really like, the uncle he said he was Uh, and then it takes another turn and you're just like what is gonna happen at the end of this movie like you really don't know what's coming it's very very good yeah it's got on when you look it up it says that it has what is it called um, again it's called stoker Stoker. um it has like a hit oh here it is yeah sorry i was looking at it came out oh yeah it came out in 2013 but it's on hbo max and it's a South Korean filmmaker who put it all together. Yeah. And it's got very like Hitchcock movie feel vibes to it. Like it's very creepy. It's eerie. And it makes you think about the characters. And the okay. it's it's beautiful to watch. But then you're just like, this family is fucked up. And like, Ooh, okay. there's straight up murders that happen. Like it's. It's a trip. It is a trip of a movie. I loved it. I'm actually probably going to watch it again tonight. My husband was saying that his um, computer system for his work is going to go offline, like for a large chunk of time where he normally does his work at night. So I think after Samantha goes to bed, I'm just like, I'm ready to watch this again. Cause I feel like even though I just watched it, I feel like there's still something that I missed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
So I think we're going to watch this tonight. And then I started watching The Outsider again. It's a series Ugh. on HBO Max. I fucking hate that show. Did you not like it? Okay. I fucking I... hated it. Really? It was I so remember the end was so stupid i was like because it's is- a stephen because it's stephen king that's well, yeah. how stephen king shit always ends it's like yeah it's so good it's so good it's so good what that yeah. really yeah i was you just like you wanted like, to blow it that way honestly i didn't love it throughout at the end i was just like no what was the other you thing just- that had come out recently too like something I, I had know. come out recently on hbo that i was <laughs> so good did you watch, um, did you Mare of Easttown yet? Yeah, yeah, I finished that. Oh, you did, okay. Um, yeah, that was really, was really the, good. Yeah, I wonder what came out during that time that I was comparing The Outsider to it. Or like some, I don't remember, another Stephen King know. thing maybe? It's weird, I like, I blocked it out of my memory, I swear. Oh, really? because Because now that, now that my daughter has like a regular bedtime schedule, I am like, I could watch all the horror shit I want. Like oh, yeah. I, I watched like a Friday the 13th movie that came out in 2009 and like, it was fucking horrible, but I watched the mm-hmm. whole thing um, just because I was like, oh, I can finally watch it. Mm-hmm. And then I was poking around to try to find something else. I'm like the outsider, like, did I watch this? And as I'm watching it, I'm like, I remember all of this happening, but I have no idea how it ends. I have no idea where the next episode is going to pick up. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, I've already seen this. I just don't, mm-hmm. maybe I didn't like it and I blocked it. So it's like, don't fucking watch this again. Or I had too much wine during the entire 10 episodes that I was oh, watching maybe. it. And I just like, don't remember. But as I'm watching it, I'm just like, I've seen this. I've seen this. And then I was talking to my husband about it and he's like, yeah, I totally remember watching that. Like it started off really good. Like, I know it's based off of a Stephen King novel, but like, we both are like, we can't put our finger on it. It's like a weird, it's like reverse deja vu. It's annoying. (laughs) Well, listen, I'm here to tell you. Don't waste your time. (laughs) (laughs) It was so terrible. Like, Uh, yeah, I just remember being like. Like it didn't, they didn't follow the book in the end, I believe, because I was talking to him okay. about it because he read the book and was excited for it. And then I was oh, telling okay. him how it ended and he was like, I don't remember that. So yeah. I'm not sure if they went on their own tangent, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, there were some parts that were kind of good, but yeah, for the most part, it was like, hmm. Okay. It's like with the leftovers. Did you ever watch the leftovers? Mm-mm. That started off really good, and then it was like, "You guys jumped the shark." <laughs> Wait, is the leftovers like, where are the we going? one when the people all disappear? Mm-hmm. And it has um, what's his face? Justin Trudeau. Yeah, Trudeau. Is that his name? Yeah, Thoreau. 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 Trudeau. I think Trudeau. Is, he's the French I, president. The, yeah, he's the Canadian. <laughs> he's the Canadian. Prime is he minister. Canadian or is he French? That's what no, he is. No, Canadian like, prime minister. You would know better uh, than I. I'm like, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> well, French Canadian, I mean, there is. I mean, that's part of it. It is Canada and not France. But, that's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, Justin Throw. That's what um, uh, Yeah, I think I did watch the first episode because I was interested, but fell right off. Hmm. You got to see his butt a couple of times. I was like, this is good. This is really good acting. (laughs) Just kidding. I never finished the series because it just 
it it jumped the shark it was odd real interesting okay oh well but yeah that's if you're here to listen to shows you shouldn't watch we have many we got you you. (laughs) we've taken the time so that way you do not (laughs) yeah for real that is how it goes anywho i have got um i you know what and this is also a weird like deja vu thing because i feel like i researched this but i never wrote about it so while i was researching this again Um, to write about it i was like i was looking at our spreadsheet and i was like Uh, are the names on there like what is going on i was like going through our instagram and i was like did i already do this story but yeah as it turns out i didn't so buckle up guys it's got, it's 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 a sad one. I mean, it's very on What's brand for us. Anything? It's a sad one. It's it's in our nature, generally speaking, to set goals to become the best version of ourselves. It's never an easy road, but nothing good ever comes easy. You have to put in the work. You make progress, no matter how small, and it'll get you there. You could be working on your mental health and see a therapist. You could, you know, try to say no more often to the things that you don't want to do. You could go back to school. You could try to lose weight. You could opt for sobriety, change careers, whatever it is. You have to start somewhere. You have to put that goal in the forefront of your brain. And it's always encouraging when you're supported in your decisions. Well, in today's episode, Heather Palumbo Jones had support from her friends and family, and they would describe her as a butterfly. At first, she's reserved and very standoffish, but as she works towards her goals, anyone around her can see the changes in the progress that she's made, and it's as if she's being transformed into a beautiful butterfly. She becomes this bright beam of light to family and friends, and to know her is to love her. Heather didn't have any siblings growing up, but she did have a cousin named Diane, who was basically her sister. They grew up together as young kids, and they were inseparable all the way into adulthood. Heather even moved so she could be close to Diane and attend college with her in Memphis, Tennessee. At 19 years old, Heather attends college and goes to a New Year's party, and that is where she meets and falls in love with Chris Jones back in 1999. They weren't dating long before they made the decision to move in together. They were so smitten with one another that it just felt right to move their relationship forward. Chris brought her into the world of online gaming and they preferred the great indoors to the great outdoors. So they were always calm. They were just homebodies. That's what they wanted to do. It wasn't the usual lifestyle for Heather, but she was happy to stay home and game with Chris. After about a year and a half, Heather had gained roughly 250 pounds. She became depressed due to the weight gain, but Chris didn't seem to mind. In fact, he only found her more beautiful. A few years down the line, Chris got down in one knee and asked Heather to marry him. After marriage, the two had kids together and Heather continued to gain weight, but Chris never made her feel less than with the weight gain. Chris was always so loving. He took care of her and he was happy that he had Heather in his life, regardless of her size. She was a wonderful mother, a wonderful spouse, and she was still working hard on her goal to graduate college. Heather worked part-time and she worked towards earning her degree while Chris became the stay-at-home dad and raised the kids. The dynamic worked beautifully for them and it took Heather hard work and dedication, but she completed her degree. She had so much charisma and excitement for what was to come for future Heather. She decided to make a change and she 
signed up for a gym membership and she started attending Zumba dance classes at her gym and it helped her confidence soar. Remember when Zumba was like all the rage, like everybody yes. who was when in I had like, a 24 hour gym membership. Yes. Gotta take Zumba. I'm gonna take Zumba. Sorry guys, it was can't hang out so after work. I gotta go to Zumba. Crowded. Every class <laughs> it was so always crowded. so crowded. Oh my god. But Imagine you sweat. Zumba oh my today. god. Oh Whew. Jesus. No, thank you. No thanks. <laughs> I'll just do it in my house. Thanks. What I did Tybo like? before Zumba. Tybo was oh. my jam. Billy Ooh. Blanks. Yeah, I love that shit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so as you could guess, the pounds just melted off of Heather as she stayed consistent for the next 18 months. She wow. was so proud of herself that she landed her dream job as a kindergarten teacher in Memphis. Aww. She was always so, I know, isn't that so sweet? Yeah. She was always so eager to see her students and begin her days teaching that she would go to work hours early and would stay up late to just soak up this new wonderful chapter in her life. The end. <laughs> I oh wish. I wish. We'll see I you. All ne- we'll see you. Yeah. Sure, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In April of 2013, she went dancing with a girlfriend at a Latin club and had the time of her life. She had learned new moves in her Zumba class and she was ready mm-hmm. to show off her skills and her new curves in the club. After dancing the night away that weekend, it went back to the teaching grind. But that Tuesday, Heather was nowhere to be found. It was completely odd that she wasn't already in her classroom because she was always the first one to arrive at the school. School staff attempted to reach her, you know, maybe she was sick, but they couldn't get through to her. Authorities were called after teachers were unable to reach her, and that's when they decided to do a welfare check at her home to make sure she was okay. Her car was found parked in the driveway, so maybe she just overslept that day. Heather's cousin Diane arrived to see if she was home, and after Diane and and authorities entered her home, they saw that she wasn't there. Heather was now a missing person. Her absence from home made everyone feel uneasy. A walkthrough of the house was completed by police. There were no weapons, no blood, and presumably nothing was taken, but yet her car was still parked in her driveway. Friends from Heather's workout class heard that she was missing, and everyone started to get really worried about her. The dance instructor, Carrie, was actually a police officer, and she completed her own investigation of the home, and she found nothing. Chris Jones, Heather's husband, was interviewed, and he seemed worried and concerned about his missing wife. He said he stayed up all night waiting for her to come home or to hear back from her. Chris said he had received a mysterious email from Heather with a subject line titled, I'm sorry. In the email, she says, quote, Please forgive me. It is too much. Please raise them to remember me as their loving mommy. End quote. It's, it's concerning. And it's also a bit of a red flag. Mm-hmm. The email sounded like a suicide note, but that doesn't seem like Heather. Chris confirmed that she wasn't suicidal and all of her friends and family backed that truth. Heather was probably the happiest she had ever been. She had lost weight. She had lost like 200 pounds. And she found a new outlook on life. She has her dream job. Like she used to be shy, but you know, her friends witnessed her transformation and it wasn't just about losing weight. It was about changing her life and moving in a different direction to find herself again. Flyers were put up around town, friends and coach Carrie organized search parties around lakes and parks and railroad tracks. The women were looking for her they were so worried and they were scared for Heather and they wanted to find her, but they also like didn't want to find her. 
Like yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to find your yeah. friend's body somewhere. It's just yeah. a horrifying situation to imagine. Yeah. Heather found herself outgrowing her marriage to Chris as she was finding herself and she had actually moved out. So when they go and like investigate her home, she was living there by herself, which is why her husband oh. Chris and her kids weren't there. She was living on her own in a rental house with her kids while Chris stayed in the home that they used to share. And then when Mm. she would go to work, Chris would watch the kids over at their house. Got it. In her newfound confidence, she wanted to move on because behind closed doors, their marriage was very different. They argued a lot. He would put her down and he would bully her. So she filed for divorce and she moved her ass out of that toxic situation. And that blindsided Chris. He was just like, I thought she would never leave, you know? Yeah. And Heather was scared even after she moved away from Chris. He would text her and he would call her. He would become angry and threatening to come after her. He was just desperate. He would show up in the middle of the night and he even tried to break into her house. Like he was stalking her. It just got so, so severe. He was dependent on her literally because she had paid the bills and he didn't think she'd ever leave. Because he thought he had control over the marriage because he just yeah. like, would bully her, would like gaslight her, like, oh, you're so fat. No one would want you anyway. But yeah. yet always encouraging her to like gain the weight. It's just, yeah. the guy was just, ugh, just not, not a good not fit it. for her. Mm-mm. So he thought he could take control over the marriage and, you know, he couldn't because she left. So he, went back to attempting to be Mr. Nice Guy and make the relationship work and like bring back the family dynamic. But Heather was like, peace out. Like I already made up my mind. Like I don't need this. Friends and family shared their honest feelings when they were interviewed that they didn't think highly of Chris. Like he was not a good person in their mind either. Hmm. Detectives ended up putting a GPS on his car, like secretly put a GPS on his car to see what he was up to thinking that maybe he'd give them the missing pieces to the puzzle that was needed in order to find Heather. And Chris on multiple occasions would come in for questioning, but he would park really far away from the station. And they're like, why don't you just park in our parking lot? Like, what are you hiding? Like, this is odd. Mm -hmm. Chris was worried that Heather had moved on and was seeing somebody else. And while being questioned, Chris confided in police that, yeah, Heather was seeing someone that she knew from her past Heather's friends had no idea about this mystery man like nobody knew and Edward was the only name that Chris could remember so police are thinking like okay our scope has to change now we need to look into this new guy like did Heather run off with him and start a new life and abandon her own life and her kids or Mm -hmm. did this guy have a hand in her disappearance there's so many questions So Chris is like, I don't know what his last name is. I don't know where he lives or what kind of car he drives. Just like totally unhelpful, but like drops the name Edward. So detectives are hunting for this guy and they find Edward Rulson from Heather's Facebook. The man doesn't live nearby. Like he's eight hours away. But when detectives want to speak to him, he makes the drive and he comes in for an interview. He says, I love Heather. I've always loved Heather. I would do anything for her. If she wanted to go away and start a new life, like, I'd be there for her to help her do it. But Heather Mm -hmm. never called him for that. They were friends for over 20 years. He was dating someone at the time, but he and Heather were always very close. They met in 1993 when they were teenagers. 
they had that breath of young love and they dated, but when they moved apart, they lost touch, but they never lost that feeling towards one another. Like they just knew that they could always depend on the, on yeah. that person. Mm-hmm. So Heather, you know, she wanted a friend and he was that person for her. He showed up for her. They began flirting over texts. Like I can imagine speaking to an old flame will bring up those feelings. And now and as adults, they can kind of say what they want to say. And it went from friendly sexting to or texting to hot and heavy sexting. Whoa. Edward becomes worried that he's like, oh shit. I'm like telling police everything. He's like being honest, but now he's like, I wonder if they think I'm a suspect now in what's mm. going on. But he was saying, you know, we haven't even seen each other. Like, I don't know where Heather is. I haven't seen her. We haven't seen each other in decades. Like we uh, talked okay. about seeing each other, but it just never happened. And then Edward confided that he actually talked to Heather the night that she went missing. He called her to check in. Cause he knew things were like Rocky at home and he could hear arguing going on in the background, but he didn't know who it was and it made him nervous. So that night when Heather received Edward's call, it was Chris who was doing the arguing and he acted and he like started to act calm. But in actuality, he kept saying like, I need to talk to you. I need two minutes. It's a matter of life and death. And Heather's like, uh, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. Chris. So Edward and Heather get off the phone and that's the last time he ever speaks to her. And so police are now talking to Chris and they're like, okay, well, what happened after she got off the phone with Edward? And Chris insisted that Heather was still alive when he left her house that Monday night after their argument. And then he said on his way home, that's when he got that suspicious suicidal email. But investigators are not buying it. And they fully suspect that Chris wrote that email himself. And they also believe that Chris was the one sexting Edward to throw (gasps) off detectives to make it seem like, yeah, she's having an affair. Look at these messages. When it was actually him sending the messages. Ew. What a her just like to, to map that out. So wow. Like so thoroughly is just like another type of crazy. Just wow. Yeah. And then Chris's actions begin to change while he was being interviewed as the weeks pass. Like they just, he just becomes strange. Mm -hmm. He doesn't seem like he's upset over his missing wife. He's upset for himself. Mm. When Chris So what Chris would do is he would be called into the station and then he would park at the mall parking lot and then he would walk to the station. So the last time he did that, detectives were like, that's really weird. So they took cadaver dogs over to sniff his car (gasps) in the parking lot and the dog's sniffers went bananas. Mm. They smelled body decomposition and Chris was just in complete denial. Like, why would you send dogs to sniff my car? And like, why would they smell that? There's like nothing like that in my oh car. My God. But more puzzle pieces started to fall into place as Chris's story unravels. His story is complete bullshit and detectives are hammering into him trying to get the truth out. He was saying that like, yeah, Heather was drunk that, that night when we were arguing and she fell and she hit her head. Yeah. And he said, you know, she was on the phone outside on the steps and she lost her footing and she fell. And he heard the crack and then he like cues his tears. I heard the crack. I just knew she was gone. And then he says, well, I was actually struggling to get the phone away from her. And like, that's how she fell. Like, liar. 
cute yes, Elle Woods they're... throwing the chocolate at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's not true. Yeah, seriously, it's just so fishy. So, I know, and so he just he can't quit. He just continues to lie and continues to change his story. He's like, yeah, after she fell, I hid the body. And then he's like, actually, no, I didn't do it. I paid somebody to come over and hide Heather's body. He's like, I was too afraid. I was too afraid to call for help. I would think like they thought I would, that I was responsible for her death, but I wasn't. So I hid her body. Like what? So finally, Chris realizes that it's game over and he motioned for a pen and paper and he drew a map to heather's body police detectives went into the woods and they found the clearing where the ground had been burned and her remains were still there wrapped in an air mattress and after dental records were verified it was heather's body chris jones is arrested and charged with first degree murder friends attend every court hearing to show him their unwavering support of their lost friend They were convinced that if Heather hadn't lost weight, she would still be alive. Chris had gone mad. He was obsessive. He used her weight to control her. He wanted her to be bigger and bigger. And then he would tell her that no one would want her because she was so big. He wanted her to gain the weight back after she lost 200 pounds. And he just wanted to keep her in that box where he could control her. He mm-hmm. would come to school and visit her and be like, oh, yeah, I'm the nice husband. I'm visiting my wife. But he would bring her fatty foods as a treat to try to get her to, like, gain the weight back. And then he would gaslight her and bully her into staying with him. Like, oh he was God. fucking rotten. Yeah, that's terrible. As It's awful. As much as Chris put the affair blame on Heather, the reality was that she found out that he was the one having an affair and that's why she finally had the strength to leave the marriage that's why she moved out yeah he's a piece of shit <laughs> like like oh my god complete dumpster human yes what the fuck yes chris made her feel less than but she wasn't gonna have it he lost control of the situation and this upset him and he killed heather knowing that it would be the last bit of control that he would have Heather died of asphyxiation and then her body was burned. Prosecutors paint a picture that Chris strangled Heather at the house, rolled her up in an air mattress and drove her body to the wood to hide his crime. The defense keeps the story going that she fell and hit her head, but we all know that that didn't happen. He didn't testify on his behalf, which is probably the one smart thing that Chris Jones would do. Chris was found guilty of first-degree murder, and due to burning her, he was charged with abuse of a corpse. Chris says that he didn't kill her, he didn't try to control her, and he's innocent. He blames detectives for leading the conversations, and detectives fire back and say that he could have left at any time. He didn't have to come in or talk to them. He could have even asked for a lawyer, but he Mm -hmm. answered their questions, and he did everything on his own accord. He wants to place blame, not take acceptance for what happened. In 2017, he appealed his conviction to try to get his sentence overturned. But luckily, his petition was turned down by the court. So, yeah, he's going to rot in prison. No parole. Sucks to be you. And that, my friends, is the horrible story of Heather Palumbo Jones. May she rest in peace. Wow. That's so fucked up. 
It's so messed up. Like she had everything going for her. So much confidence. Like, I, you just, I don't know. It's like so weird, but like people like that really do exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Not so much that they'll kill the other person to have control, but like they want their partner. Oh to yeah, for seem sure. Seem like they're not attractive to other people. They're yeah. Like, oh, you'll never leave me because you weigh a certain amount. It's like yeah. What kind of? It's like thinking is that. Yeah. It's are you like that Asian. insecure? Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah. They definitely are. And the fact that he was cheating on her, it's like fuck you. Just complete idiots. Yeah. Fucking fuck. Mm. Fucking fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys. That's that's that. That's tentatively that until we return. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we will see you soon for another horrible story. Goodbye. Goodbye.